Panama Today. This is your host, Pastor Bill Wilbur, here in Gamboa. Music and inspiration always to help you keep on living for Jesus. Glad you're with us, folks. Many times after I am leaving my office here at the Gamboa Union Church, especially late in the afternoon, there's a bus at this particular time, and uh, there are people waiting for this. At different times, I see they are students from uh, STRI, the Smithsonian Institute, and they're from places all around the world, really. So at this time, I usually stop and I ask them, like, where are you from? Something like that, if I haven't seen them in a while. And I have the best dog in the world with me. And uh, they always like a little dog. And, uh, well, most of them, especially the girls. And they talk to uh, Carmelita. And so many times I'll then I'll offer, when they tell me what language they speak in, I'll offer a, a track in their language. And most of the time, I'll say most of the time, people ask for it thank me for it. I always give them a choice, by the way. I give a choice, at least two or three, and they take a look at that and they pick which one they want. I am surprised. I have some that are, I'd say, cartoons or, you know, illustrated types. And then there's some others like, uh, are you sure you know uh, you will have eternal life? And it's more of a written one. And uh, you'd be surprised how many, that's the one they want. Because they want to read that information and not just have something as kind of an illustration type this. I just want to let you know, this country is so available and welcomes tracks. They, they're happy for you to do it. And uh, I have a, a lot of the Gospel of John. Now I actually have them in French as well as German because we have some of these uh, RVs, these vans from Europe that are going then over to Canada and then all down through uh, California and down through South America. And they end up here and they end up right here in Gamboa next to the canal. And they stay a couple days and times of people I give them uh, literature and the Jesus film and their languages. And it's always exciting. I was thinking just this morning, there is a German family here. They were in their 60s. And uh, I offer, hey, do you folks want a shower? Oh, they love a shower? You bet. Especially the smaller vans. You know, they don't have a shower inside. And uh, so they came. Uh, one was in the shower and the other was sitting here talking to me and then changed around. And uh, I gave them uh, the, the Gospel of John and the Jesus film. And although they could have come here on Sunday morning, they could have. They did leave later in that day anyways on Sunday, but they didn't come. But I was thinking this morning, I would say, well, sometimes they have. Sometimes if people come right in the church and it's a new experience for them. But I say, okay, this is seed. This is seed time, right, folks? And so with tracks or literature of this kind, you won't see the results most of the time. Sometimes... You see the time when it's finished, so to speak, when the fruit is there, the blossom is ready, and somebody just walks into your church, and then that's the day they want to receive the Lord. I always say, 
who used to uh, be interested in you? Did grandma used to come and take you to church when you were a kid or something like this? And you'd say, well, I used to have a guy that worked for me at my office. You know, he'd give this, but I never would go, but now I'm ready. Well, a lot of stuff you give to people, they're not ready yet. And so this is where this whole thing about seed, you know, you put the seed in the ground and you have to give it time. It takes time. You don't dig it up to see how it's going in there. Give it time. And as you give it that time, you do it by faith and you're praying for that person and the person will be bringing into their lives that situation. Have you been doing that? Uh, this is a time where there's a great harvest here in Panama. Are you just watching the harvest, you know, coming back and saying, hey, look at that field over there, you know. Wow, I went to that church over there. Wow, a lot of people there. But I mean, are you part of the harvest in the sense that you are a harvester? You're bringing people, you're giving things, you're looking, looking for an opportunity to pray and share with somebody. I mean, this is what you do when you're a farmer. You don't just sit around there and wonder what's going to happen. No, you, you have an active part in the growth that's going on, an active part. If you don't, I'm praying right now, before the rest of this program goes on, I'm praying that today is going to be a day you're going to say, hey, you know, I'm ready for the harvest. Heavenly Father, right now, I know there's our listeners who, when they begin to hear this, they feel guilty. I'm not doing anything. I don't know what to do. I'm afraid what people think about me, and on and on it goes. But, Father, we just want to take authority over all the fear over these listeners today that the eternal values are extent. I mean, they 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 got to happen in people's lives if they're going to have eternal life. So we're praying right now. Do it, Father. Do it. Come, Holy Spirit. Move over the listeners right now. In Jesus' name, we thank you, Lord. Amen. Hospitalized in India and unable to speak the language, Doug tried to share the gospel with the patients and staff through gospel tracts, but everyone politely refused. One night, Doug saw the elderly man in the next bed trying to get up for the bathroom, but he was too weak. When the old man tried again the next night, Doug got up, carried the man to the ward bathroom, then took him back to bed. In the morning, the old man asked for a tract. Then other patients and staff stopped by to request gospel literature. An Indian friend visited Doug later to discover several people had trusted Christ as Savior. It was Doug's compassion which paved the way for the tracts. I'm Dan Southern. To learn how you can effectively share God's Word through Gospel Tracks, why not give the American Tract Society a call? The number is 1-800-704-7672. The American Tract Society, sharing the Gospel one tract at a time. Father, we just want to thank you right now that we have eternal life forevermore, forevermore. We just want to thank you, Lord, that we can know you here in this world, but we can live forever and ever. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. I just want to ask you a question uh, without a, a big uh, Bible study here at the moment, but just as if we were talking here one-on-one -on -one around the microphone here. How do you decide what decisions you make which are the will of God for you to do or not? I mean, if I mean, we had some people at church yesterday 
and other days, and they've said, yes, I, I want to surrender to Christ. I, I want the will of God for my life. Uh, I want to know these eternal things I do. How are they, if I don't take them out and say, hey, here are five steps, and unless we get that opportunity right then and uh, get to a discipleship class, how would you or how would you think people would begin to walk that out of knowing what, well, how do I know what God wants me to do? It sounds very nice. We use words like, you know, going down the path of God. You know, God says there is a way to go. And we talk about don't go left and don't go right. And uh, I just want to go on the good way, the right way. But how do you actually work that out so that you know that you're making the choices that are right? You just kind of do it and then just see if it turns into chaos or it doesn't turn into chaos. Uh, I mean, you can't do it by saying, well, I'll do this and see if, see if everybody likes what I was doing. That, that doesn't necessarily mean God's will for what you're doing. In fact, you might be the only one doing God's will and everybody else is all over the map. So uh, here's a suggestion that comes. One of the first things is, well, if I'm going to find God's way or God's will for my life, it certainly must look to see what kind of things are in his will, in his way, which right then would be the Bible, wouldn't it? And so right away then you go say, well, I'm going to have to read that. I'm going to have to find out. Uh, many times uh, it's very easy to look for the quick answer. Uh, the person calls on the phone or comes up for prayer after the service and says, will you pray for me? We're trying to do such and such. But after all, the next day they're not reading their Bible. They didn't read the Bible later that afternoon. Say, you know what? I made that decision. I think I think I'm going to spend a little time reading here and uh, write down things. Oh, there's another thing right there. Write things down. Maybe right now when the pastor is speaking right now in this radio program, there are some steps. Maybe there's just two of them right now. Read the Bible and write it down. That's a good thing I call them journaling. Write down what God is speaking to you about. And, oh, there's something else right there. What is God speaking to me? I read this, and then is there an impression that when I read this, that I sense that this is the right thing to do? Or this is someone suddenly, you thought of somebody who's in their house, in a house, I want to say, in their own house, uh, because uh, they're uh, bedridden. Uh, somebody's got a relative that they have to spend all their time for. And you say, wow, maybe I should give them a call. Maybe I should see how I can help. Maybe I should see if they need some fruit and veggies. And that, that can begin a direction that God is doing you by an impression of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, oh, Holy Spirit. So we have three here. We have the Father's will. Jesus died on the cross to get rid of our sins. Now, I guess we never get rid of them to forgive us for our sins. And uh, we'd have to discuss that a little bit. But we do get rid of our sins in our relationship with God, but we still are in a sinful world here until uh, we go home to be with Jesus in heaven. But dealing with this, uh, how do we deal with this? and making the right decisions. 
And so another one or two things that we can put in our little journal today is we can write down the thing of getting together with other believers. You can call that counseling. That's good. Or accountability or being in a small group, a Bible study. The whole thing is somebody else that you can bounce it off with them. And we need to mention the word prayer. That we, prayer is a point that we're going to release it to God. It's not what we're going to tell him all these things. He already knows anyways. But to determine the will of God, we have to do some listening. Listening is a key thing. And I want to tell you something. God desires the time that you take so that you can listen to what he's telling you. So there's some, uh, some uh, key things right now, just like we're having a little discussion, although I did the discussion, you were doing the listening. I trust that you'll take a moment or two, uh, put those in a three-by-five card, put that in your Bible, and uh, share it with someone else. So, Heavenly Father, we want to find the will of God for our lives. Help us to walk this through on a day-by-day basis. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord. Amen. Working out the will of God for our life, there's, and one of them is step-by-step. You take it one step at a time. And the other one is you desire the will of God. You desire the will of God. And step by step, I want to do this. I, I, I want to do it. You can have steps, but you don't want to do them. Do you follow what I'm saying? And so God's primary call, listen, is to himself. What you do and where you do it and how you do it is secondary. It's secondary. God's primary call is to himself. And so I would say, do you want the will of God for your life? I mean, do you really want? That's the big thing. Do you really want it? So, Heavenly Father, I'm just praying that you will guide these listeners today. But, Father, when they have the opportunity to do left or right or right straight on what you want them to do, they will make the right choices because that's the only way to live for Jesus because that's all that really matters. <laughs> 